Hello and welcome to the Hidden Wire podcast. This is episode 910, my interview with Ryan Gottfriedson, and we're discussing success mindsets. Great conversation, guys. I hope you enjoy. G'day and welcome to the Hidden Wire podcast. Lee Malutzi with you, as always. Hope you guys are very well. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Guys, I always love to hear from you. Hope you are enjoying the episodes. If you enjoy this one or any of the other ones that you're listening to, please do reach out. Send me an email. Send me a message via Facebook and uh, let's have a little chat. Anyway, this interview today is fantastic. A really timely interview. Mostly they are. But this one is um, really important, important because I feel that the success that we want to create in our lives is fundamentally about having the right mindsets. And Today, Ryan Gottfriedson really breaks that down for us. He talks about the different types of mindsets and how we can sort of move from the negative sort of mindsets to the positive mindsets. Um, really interesting, really insightful. I got a lot out of it and certainly um, I've grabbed his book now. I'm going to read that as well. He's just sent me the audio book, but it is available um, in the ebook version or hard copy as well. And that's called, it's called Success Mindsets the key to unlocking greater success in your life, work, and leadership. Guys, it is a fantastic conversation with Ryan. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, mindsets really is about the mental lenses that we use to view the world. And if we have powerful, positive mental lenses that we're viewing the world through, hopefully that can help us guide ourselves towards success. And there's a little bit of the hidden wire in here too, so see if you can pick up on that. Guys, again, my interview with Ryan Gottfriedson. Please enjoy and reach out to us at thehiddenwire.com. Cheers. G'day, Ryan. Welcome to the Hidden Wire podcast. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me on. I, I love the title of your podcast, The Hidden Wire. I love it. Okay. Why is that? Uh, I'm a huge purpose person uh, in the sense of, I, I, of what I want in my life is I want meaning. And I think that everybody wants that. Mm. And it's not always easy for people to find meaning in their lives. But when you find it, you just come alive. And I love that idea of coming alive. And I love helping people come alive. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the journey, isn't it? The search for that meaning, I suppose. Yep. And pretty much is the, uh, the reason why this podcast started. And that's why that name exists. So thank you. And you've written a book, um, Success Mindsets, which is the topic of today. Um, but before we get into that, tell us a bit about your background and, and why this book has you know, credibility there. Yeah, for sure. I, I did my dissertation at Indiana University in Organizational Behavior and Human Resources. And I had a really strong interest in leadership. And so that's what I did my, my dissertation on. And it allowed me the opportunity to sift through the last 70 years of leadership research, which there's been a lot. Mm. And one of the primary themes of the last 70 years of leadership research has been about leadership behaviors. In other words, what do leaders need to do to be effective? And I think that that's a really important question to answer. But to me, it seemed a little bit short-sighted mm-hmm. because my understanding of leadership is that it's so much more than just doing the right things. It's about being a certain type of person. And so my research over the last six years has focused on this being element of leadership. What do we need to become in order to be effective leaders? And everything's led me to mindsets because what I've learned about mindsets is that our our mindsets are 
our mental fuel filters or the mental lenses that we use to view the world shapes everything that we do. It shapes how we think, how we learn, and how we behave. And, and so that's, that's what I've settled on is this focus on mindsets and helping other people awaken to their mindsets and shift their mindsets so that they could become more of the person that they want to become. Yeah, nice. And it's interesting how all the indicators sort of led you to mindsets. Well, it is interesting because, like I said, it is foundational to everything that we do. You see, sure. our mindsets have three jobs. Mm-hmm. So the first job is when we encounter a situation, our senses are taking in so much information, way more than we could process. So the first job of our mindsets is to identify specific pieces of information to filter in to our processing. So they're filtering in information. Then the second is to interpret that information in unique ways. And so for these two reasons, this is why two people can see and approach the same situation, but interpret it completely differently, such as this COVID-19 crisis. Do you see this as though the sky is falling or do you see this as a unique opportunity, right? All of that is based upon our mindsets. And so depending upon the information that we bring in, how we interpret it, then the third job is it activates different elements of our larger personality system or the different traits about us so that we can navigate that situation based upon how we interpreted it. And so Hmm. that's why I say our mindsets are foundational to everything that we do because they're the first thing that we use to to understand and navigate our environments. And then we start to process and then we start to behave after that. And so if we could focus on this foundational element and and improve our lenses, then we can improve everything that comes after it, our thinking, our learning, and our behavior. Okay, I've got this from what you've just said as mindsets, maybe a definition is the mental lenses that we use to view the world. Do you have a, a definition for that or is that pretty... No, yeah, that's it. it. And it's um and the thing that's interesting about it is for most of us we are all wearing our own unique mental lenses. But most of us aren't conscious mm. of what mental lenses we are wearing and what lenses we are looking through. But we have a tendency to think that our current lenses are the best lenses to look through because that's what life has told us. Mm. Okay. But just And what we don't recognize is that other people have different lenses and that there are different lenses to have. And it's really hard to evaluate the quality of our current lenses unless we have something to compare it to or something to evaluate our our mindsets. And so we have a tendency to think that our mindsets are the best mindsets to have, but that's generally not the case. Yeah, right. Okay. So with the, um, just going back to the three jobs, so identify the information, interpret it. I sort of understand that. Just the activate, the activation of you know key traits or personalities that we ha- may have. How does that work, or how does that? <laughs> no, I, I, and it's such a great question because I'm going to dip back into leadership research. And another primary theme of leadership research has been we need to identify what what traits effective leaders have. And then we need to help other people develop those traits. It's kind of been one of the thought processes. And again, not that this is terrible, but I think it's it's a little bit short-sighted because um, 
I, I guess let me use you as an example. Would you say you're more of an introvert or more of an extrovert? I would say introvert. Okay, so I'm a little bit more introverted as well. And so what this trait approach to leadership would suggest is that because we're introverts, hmm. we're going to act introvertedly in every situation that we encounter. Yeah. Or we can identify integrity, for example. If we if we have high integrity, we're going to act with high integrity across all situations. But the reality is, is how we present ourselves across all of the di different situations we encounter differs depending upon the context. So I imagine that in some situations, you're very reserved and introverted. Maybe at a, for me, it's at this party where I don't know where, know anybody. But if I'm with my family or close friends where I really know, I know them really well and I feel comfortable, I'm going to act almost like an extrovert. Hmm. And so the basic idea is we've got extroverted tendencies within us and we've got introverted tendencies within us. Yeah. And which one we bring out is based upon the information we take in and how we interpret it. And then that will activate gotcha. which, which level of introversion versus extroversion that we manifest in that situation. Does that make sense? Yeah. So those, I mean, that's all, it's all learnt, isn't it? Like that, um, even those traits that we, we may feel are innate um, could be evolved and uh, adapted over time. Yeah, and let me play this out just to make it a little bit more concrete. So one, I focus on four different sets of mindsets. Not mm -hmm. that, not that these are mindsets I've created. In fact, they're the four sets of mindsets that have been researched for the last thirty years across different domains. Okay. But one of the most popular sets of mindsets, in terms of the the one that most people are going to be familiar with, that they're familiar with mindsets, is the difference between a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. Mm. Yeah. And when we have a fixed mindset, we don't believe that we can change our talents, abilities, and intelligence. But when we have a growth mindset, we do believe that we can change our talents, abilities, and intelligence. And so when we have this fixed mindset and we don't believe that we can change and we fail, we're left to interpret that as though we are failures. So we failed and I can't change. There's nothing about I could do about this. That must mean that I'm a failure. It's kind of where their thinking goes. Yeah. And so what this means is that if we've got two people, one that has a fixed mindset and one that has a growth mindset, and they both face a challenge, the one with a, a fixed mindset is going to interpret this as though it is a bad thing, that they need to avoid this because there's a high risk for failure. And, and so they are gonna process this in a way that leads them away from the challenge Whereas those with a growth mindset, they're not concerned about failing. They want to learn and grow. And see, so they see this challenge as an opportunity mm. to learn and grow, and they're more likely to approach it. Yes. And so depending upon the lens that we have shapes the information we take in, how we interpret it, and then how we navigate around that situation. Yeah, yeah. So with that growth mindset, I mean, do we have that mindset on particular things and other things perhaps not? And can we uh, change that growth mindset? Like could we be a fixed mindset for a period of life and then evolve into having a growth mindset through training and upbringing? Great question. And the reality is that it's complex, right? Yeah. So 
the at, at a very high level, the the thing that I love about focusing on mindsets is mindsets are things that we can change. Yeah. And research is found relatively easily. I mean, they've found that doing a 15-minute training or watching a three-minute video or a short journaling exercise can activate uh, more positive mindsets that we then rely upon over the next two to four weeks. Yes. So even small interventions can have big impacts on how we process and behave in our world. Now, what needs to happen is if we want more permanent shifts in our mindsets, is we need to engage in interventions on a regular basis that continually activate and strengthen our positive mindset neuroconnections. Yes, okay. And the more that we do that, then the more we start to kind of filter in different information and we start to interpret that information in different ways uh, based upon the strength of these mindset neuroconnections, whether it's the negative mindset neuroconnection or the positive mindset neuroconnection. Okay. With going back to the four mindsets, so are they the fixed and the growth? And there was another two, was it? Yeah, so there's uh, that's that's one set, and then there's three other sets. Oh, okay. Uh, the next, the next set because that's Carol close. Dweck did a lot of that research, didn't she, on the fixed and growth? Yep, yeah, and she, yeah, she's done some amazing work there, which I really respect everything that she's done. Hmm. Uh, the next set is the difference between a closed mindset and an open mindset. So one of the things you'll recognize is these exist on a continuum. It's not a white or black, our mindsets will fall somewhere along these continuums. But research has found that there is a negative side and there is a positive side. So mm. closed would be on the negative and then open on the positive. The third set is prevention versus promotion with promotion on the positive side. And the last one is inward versus outward with outward on the positive side. Okay, so just go through those again. So we've got fixed and growth. Then closed and open. Yeah. Prevention and promotion. Okay. And inward and outward. So just explain the, the closed and open um, briefly. Yeah, definitely. It's simply how open is our ideas to, or how open is our mind to the ideas and suggestions of others. So those with a closed mindset, they have a focus on being right because they think that what they know is best. And so they're closed to ideas and suggestions, they're closed to new perspectives, hmm. and they see disagreement as a threat and will get defensive. But those with an open mindset, they believe that they can be wrong. And because they believe that they can be wrong, they seek after truth and thinking optimally. And so when right. they're seeking after truth, they're gonna be more open to the ideas and suggestions and feedback of others. Is that interrelated then to the growth mindset? So people with a growth mindset likely have the open mindset? Or is that <laughs> such a great question? I when I first started my research on this, I assumed that that would be the case. Hmm. But I, I've developed a personal mindset assessment. In fact, it's free. It's 20 questions. It's on my website at ryangotfordson.com and to help people identify where they are on these continuums. And what I found is that there's very a very small correlation between these different mindsets. Hmm. And so what this says to me is that these are very distinct and different mindsets. So those with a growth mindset, they believe that they could change, grow, and develop. Yeah. And they're focused on doing so. 
Those with an open mindset, it's more about how open versus closed their mind is to new and different ideas. So we presumably have somebody that believes that they can grow and change, but then they may also think that what they know is best and therefore have a closed mindset to the ideas and suggestions of others. And that's then how they uh, are willing to take on new information or not. So they still might have a growth mindset, but they might just use the information they have rather than being open to new information to continue the growth. Yep, exactly. Gotcha. I think that makes sense, guys. I hope that makes sense. Uh, and the next <laughs> one, prevention. And sorry, I missed the Promotion. So when we have a prevention mindset, we're focused on not losing. When we have a promotion mindset, we're focused on winning. And so this is the one that really taps into is the This like scarcity and aspect. abundance? A little bit. It, it's... Um, and I, I love the topics around scarcity and abundance, but it's a little bit mm. different. So when we have a prevention mindset, and let's imagine that we're a ship captain in the middle of the ocean. And with this prevention mindset, our number one focus becomes on not sinking. So we want to avoid problems. We don't want to take any risks. We don't want mm -hmm. to rock the boat. And what happens is that when a storm comes on the horizon, our natural inclination as a way to to stay afloat is to run from the storm. So we, we go to a place of safety. But if we have a promotion mindset, it's not that we're not concerned about sinking because we are, but our focus is on a specific destination and making progress towards it. So we've got this why that says that when the storm comes on the horizon, rather than run from it as a way to stay safe, we know that we have to go through it because that's the only way we will get to our destination. Yeah. And so to do that, we make the adequate preparations and we, be, we have the courage to brave the winds and the storms of the sea. And it's only when we have that courage that we're able to end up in a destination of our proactive design. So as a whole, the difference between them is the prevention mindset is much more of a comfort-focused approach Whereas the promotion mindset is a purpose-focused Okay, approach. so people with a, a promotion mindset are more likely to be those that move uh, often beyond their comfort zone. Yeah, and I, you know, I look at people like you who have started podcasts. You, you know, this is no easy task, and generally there's no immediate reward for doing so. So why the heck would somebody start a podcast? Well, the only reason why is because they've got a destination that they're shooting towards and they're willing to brave the winds and the currents of the sea to get there. And it just so happens for you, the podcast is one of those things that's going to let you get to that destination that you have in mind. So with, you know, like if we all, because goals are a great thing to have. Now, if we have a goal in life, um, that can be then affected by your prevention or promotional mindset. Most definitely. You know, I think that for most of my adult life, I had a prevention mm -hmm. mindset. Now, I think I did some really cool things. Like I, I think getting a PhD is pretty cool and pretty significant. But at the same time, I think the reason why I chose to go the academic route and to become a professor was because I felt it was safe. Like I, I saw being a professor as a job that had good work-life balance, I wouldn't have to work 60, 70 hours a week and I would make a decent yeah. amount of money. And, and I think that that was largely what drove me. 
but and what I just didn't have in mind is I was I almost look back and I think I was yeah, just going sense. through the motions mm. is I didn't have a reason for it other than my own comfort and stability. And and now that I've learned about mindsets and have shifted my mindsets to be more promotion minded, now I'm much more focused on what is the contribution and the impact that I'm having in the lives of others. And it wasn't till I made that shift that I started to be much more entrepreneurial. So when I made that shift, I decided I need to start up my consulting business. I need to I need to write a book. I need to try to get on podcasts like this uh, as a way to help contribute to the lives of others. Like I would have never, we would have never been having this conversation if I was still in my prevention mindset because I would have seen taking an hour of my time to be interviewed as- Taking you away from- as, an hour from my comfort or, you know, something I could be at the beach right now, you know, for, uh, for all intents and purposes. So, um, it, it's, it's been a huge shift in my life and I feel so much more fulfilled being on that promotion mindset side than the prevention. Mindset yeah, side. cool. No, I like it. And that's certainly something I can relate to. And I'm sure a lot of people can, that inward outward mindset. Yeah, this is the last one. And this deals with our, how we see other mm -hmm. people. So when we see ourselves as being more important than others, we have a tendency to to see them as objects. So this is an inward mindset. So inward is that we see ourselves more important than others, causing us to see others as objects. Hmm. When we have an outward mindset, we see others as being just as important as ourselves. Their needs and wants matter just as much as our own. And we, when we see them in this way, we're able to see them as people and to value them as such. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. To see someone as an object. No, no I'm just thinking as an inward, <laughs> with an inward mindset. It just sounds very harsh, doesn't it? When you, you sort of consider that it's almost a very selfish mindset then. Well, it is. And, and it's a natural mindset for most of us to have because we generally think of ourselves as being number one. Uh, let me so give you see an example as that's a means been a game changer. If you have an inward mindset, then a, then something that yep. you can do to serve. Is that, yeah. Okay. Give us the example. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So, uh, and I'm a little ashamed to admit this or a lot of shame to admit <laughs> this, that for most of my adult life, I've kind of viewed homeless people at, in a very negative way. And I would generally, when they would stand on the street corner and ask for assistance and I would pass by them, I would generally see them as not doing their best. And because I saw them as not doing their best, I kind of saw them as this barrier in front of me. And I would think, what, what gives you the right to ask for my hard-earned money when you're just standing yeah. here? Like maybe you can do something more productive. And I would generally just not navigate that situation in the best way possible. And then I, I kind of had this epiphany that what if I were to see them as doing their best? Well, as I tried to see them as doing as though they are doing their best, it led me to ask the question, what in the world has happened in their life that has led them to believe that this is the best mm. way to live? And upon asking that question, I grew I would grow incredibly empathetic thinking what in the world has gone on in your life that has led you to this point and now I just 
it was natural for me to reach out and want to help them. And so this is an, a great example about the role that our mindsets play in how we think and how we behave and how successfully we navigate our situations. Because depending upon how I saw them as not doing their best versus doing their best shaped how I thought about them, how I behaved towards them, hmm. and how successfully I navigated that situation. And so when I wasn't see- when I was seeing them as not doing their best, I think I had this inward mindset. I'm more important than you are. When I had when I saw them as doing their best, I saw them as being just as important as yeah. myself. Yeah. And that's got to take some I guess courage and maybe patience to to change that that view or mindset. It does. And for me, it it just helps to have literal introspective questions that I could Mm. ask myself. So I could always ask myself, am I seeing them as a person or as an object? Or I could say, am I being inward or outward? Or are they doing the best that they can? Right. Just by asking these questions, it allows me to step outside of myself for a minute and reevaluate the lenses that I'm looking through. And when we could look at what we typically look through, we can become much more purposeful and intentional uh, about how we operate. No, I love it. And that would be a mindset I would think that you'd, I mean, probably all of them, I would think you'd want to be on the the positive side or the other side. So growth, open, promotional and uh, outward. But um, that one in particular, I think it'd be better for all of us in whatever we pursue to be more of the outward uh, mindset. Yeah, most definitely. And that's, and that's what all of the last 30 years of research has discovered is that truly if that, that this is a continuum from negative to positive and the more that we could be on the positive side of these continuums, just the more help we, we navigate life in a more healthy and a more successful way. Success mindsets, successful, uh, leaders of the past, present and future would have that more positive um, mindsets that we've just gone through. Most definitely. And, and one of the things that I think is just tricky about it is because we can always identify people or leaders that have been successful that have had the negative mindsets. So they've been successful despite having negative mindsets. But if we want to just if we want to be reach our potential and be our most ideal selves, we've got to make the shift over to the positive gotcha. mindsets. And mm-hmm. to, to kind of paint the picture with this is there's some desires that are associated with each of these mindsets. So the desires for the negative mindsets are a desire to look good, a desire to be right, a desire to avoid problems, and a desire to get ahead. And these are really common desires for us to have, and especially leaders. Yes. And and so we generally feel justified with these desires because who wants to look bad, be wrong, have problems, and get passed up? Well, nobody does. And so oftentimes we find ourselves over here with these negative desires, and I know mm-hmm. I sure have. But the reason why these are negative desires is because they are self-focused. And when we have these desires, we put ourselves in self-protection mode and we're limited on our ability to see the impact that we're having on yeah. those around us. But the four positive desires, on the other hand, are instead of a desire to look good, 
we should have a desire to learn and grow. Instead of a desire to be right, we should have a desire to find truth and think optimally. Instead of a desire to, to avoid problems, we should have a desire to reach goals. And instead of a desire to get ahead, we should have a desire to lift others. And so when we look at those four positive desires, um, to learn and grow, find truth, reach goals and lift others, like those are the characteristics, I, I don't know about you, but for me, those are the characteristics of the leaders that I want mm. to follow, not the leaders that I feel like I have 100%. to follow. Uh, because these are the types of leaders that are that are inspirational, that are operating in a way that is engaging, inspirational to me. Yeah. And they obviously those desires link with each one of those mindsets that we talked about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we're talking about, I mean, this is a great conversation and, and we really want to awaken or become more conscious with these positive mindsets. How do we get uh, from where we are now to there? And it's tricky. I, I think a, a couple of things is one, I, I try to make this easy and that's why I've developed the personal mindset assessment. And so when somebody so that's takes your that, website. they'll get a sense of... So that's Ryan yep. Godfordson. So that's on the website. Ryan, I'm just going to... Yeah, RyanGoffertson.com, and that'll give you a sense of where you stand on this continuum relative to the 10,000 other people who have taken the assessment. So that's really helpful. Um, and one of the aspects about this, as well as my book, uh, and the assessment also is linked up in my book, but if we can just learn the labels of these mindsets and understand what they are, that's incredibly helpful. Because until we put labels on our mindsets, we don't have the ability to introspect mm -hmm. about them. So one of the things that we've done just in, in our conversation is we've done maybe the most important uh, step because it's the first step, which is to help people to put labels on these mindsets and help people to have the tools or even that capability to introspect. How do I see the world? Do I see uh, kind of, that people can change, grow and develop? Or do I feel like the world is kind of full of haves and mm. have nots that some people either have it or they don't have it and they don't have the ability to change, right? So how, how we, by knowing that we have the ability to introspect and, and then once we know where we are, then we can do something yeah, about it. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think that's, um, you know, just this podcast for me, by interviewing certain people in different fields has helped me just awaken to that information. And then that's helped me, you know, process and look at things differently as well. And the more that we do of that, I guess the quicker the progression, even though it's not always that quick. <laughs> so, but Well, I, I mean, I can, I can only imagine you've had, you have so many podcasts and you get exposed to so many different ideas that what it essentially is probably forcing you to do is to sift through all of this information that you're learning and try to piece it together for yourself. And, and the, what, what that process is doing for you and what a similar process would do for all of us is it actually enhances our mental maturity, mm. our ability to sit with kind of complex ideas and weigh the different components of those, the pros and yeah. cons of each. And, and at that same time, as we improve in our mental maturity and our mental complexity, we improve in our ability to look at 
ourselves at a really deep level. And so that's a really, that mental maturity and that mental complexity is a really important foundational skill or muscle to develop if if we want to transform yeah, our lives. Yeah, I think the challenge and something I've been reflecting on a little bit just recently is, and I always use this example that my previous boss gave me that, you know, we, we want to juggle so many plates at once and uh, it's very impossible when you've only got two hands. Um, so you, you're trying to keep all these plates spinning and, and that's where I keep going. You know, I'm listening to one field, like let's say I'm, I'm really getting into my health and I'm interviewing people from the health fields and backgrounds and that's all guns blazing. Then other things, areas in my life are slipping or, or other areas that I really want to focus on. I don't have that abundance of information coming through. So um, the, the focus definitely, you know, is slipping there and it's just getting that, that balance right, which I really am struggling with um, constantly. You know, it's, it's always a battle. Like right now, I'm so immense in my career um, that my writing and, and things that I like to do for the hidden why and things that I like to do for my self-growth seem to be, you know, slipping a little bit behind and, and I'm not really enjoying that, you know. So it's just really getting that balance right, which I think is, um, yeah, very, very tricky. No, definitely tricky. Um, there's there's a couple of things that maybe I'll uh, it, it's not just because you brought it up, but I, I generally try to, to yeah. bring these things up because there's two tools that I've used that I feel like have been the most impactful in helping me shift my mindsets from the negative to the positive. And one of those tools is a book called The Five Minute Journal. And, and I was given this book by a CEO of a company and he handed it to me and said, this will change your life. And I was very gracious when he gave it to me. But in my head, I'm thinking, there's no way in hell I'm journaling. Like it's not going to happen. Hmm. And I opened up the book when I got home and I saw, oh, it's just you answer three questions in the morning and two questions at night. And I said, oh, maybe I'll give it a shot for a couple of weeks. And so in the morning, I it asked me to answer and provide three things I'm grateful for three things that would make today great and some self affirmations. And as I started to engage in this practice, I started to feel this shift from a prevention to a promotion mindset be in, in particular, because no longer was I about kind of making my day yeah. comfortable. I started to become more about how do I make today mm. great? And then and I then very shortly thereafter, I'm thinking, how do I make today better than yesterday? And how do I make this week better than last week? And how do I make this month better better than last month? And it got to the point that now I'm thinking, well, where am I going? What is this better? And so I needed to identify this destination that was out there. And so I, I picked up another tool that I now use in tandem with the five minute journal. And it's just it's a planner produced by Michael Hyatt. It's called the Full Focus Planner which helps me identify my long-term goals and then break it down into yearly, quarterly, monthly, weekly, and daily yeah. goals. And and that is something that has been so helpful for me to create alignment between where I am now and what do I need to accomplish today if I wanna get to those outcomes that, I ha that I've set for my future. Uh, and, and so in combination, those two have been really big They're game great. I'll stick me. those links in the show notes and I actually might go out and purchase them myself. Um, the, I suppose the, the question I have for you, have you got more time? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Good. This is great. Um, with, uh, you know, this, this, this future focus, uh, focused on goals and promotion sort of mindset, how do you 
balance the anxiety that that can create because I certainly am one of those future people that constantly think about what's next and I definitely notice in more so in recent as I age I think a higher level of anxiety creeping in yeah and I really felt that anxiety when I first started on my journey and it's not that I don't feel it at times but let me kind of maybe talk about my journey is when I had never if I'm thinking myself of the ship captain and I've never really kind of gone past the breakers, like the idea of getting past the breakers is that seems insurmountable. Mm. I can't take on these waves. And, and so that's kind of how I felt when I first started. And I just, because my why was so strong, I said, what the hell I'm going to go for it. And, and that's, so I did it and I was like, Oh my goodness, I survived. And then other waves would come and, and I would feel that same anxiety. And as I started to go along, what I just realized is being out here in the open surf, in the waves, while it is challenging and surely has it up, its ups and downs, it is so much more fun and enjoyable than sitting in the harbor. Yeah. And and just kind of, and that's been part of the mindset shift. And and so I've come to just try to enjoy the journey, to recognize that the ups and downs are going to come and just just plug at it. And that things, as you do it, things will work out. And, and so there's been times where um, you know, I've had to make significant investments in my business. And those are surely times where I feel really anxious. But then what I what I continually come back to is, what is my purpose and what is my destination and what do I need to do to get there? And, and I'm never going to get there by playing mm. it safe. And, and so just knowing that I'm, I'm in it and that the only way I can get there is by doing it. So for me, <laughs> this is kind of maybe an interesting fact, but I'm related and I don't know what this says about my ancestors, but I'm related to 18 people that came across on the right. Mayflower from uh england to the united states and (laughs) yeah and and i'm thinking like we're kind of like people in the mayflower we're heading to a destination where we don't know what it's going to be like when it when we get there but we're gonna get there and and what would have i'm sure that they hit storms along the way well what would have happened if they said i don't know about this storm let's just head to portugal and Mm. call it good it just, they wouldn't have gotten where they wanted to go. And so they they had this sense of adventure, but they also had this purpose behind them that allowed them to bust through those storms and eventually get to their destination and, you know, create uh, a, a future for themselves that they had dreamed of. And that's, it, it, that's the importance of the, in order to have the promotion mindset, we need to have two things. We need to have the destination in mind. Then we need to have the why behind it or else we'll never be willing to bust. Yeah, I love the idea of that 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 joy you can find in the challenge, and certainly that's something that um, I've experienced through you know stepping beyond my comfort zones, um, and and probably don't you know, and that's that's the joy you need to really connect with. And as hard as it sometimes is to reconnect with that, because like for example, I, I, at the moment because the pools are closed and I'm a swimmer, we can't go swimming at the pool. So uh, yeah. I go out to the ocean. I drive down there, and sometimes I meet my brother and. We swim across the ocean from one one pier to the next, or across the spit, and it's just morning. It's cold, and you're just like, ah, 
you know, you've got to get into that cold water and, and do the swim. And then, you know, what sort of bodies are in the yeah. ocean? Who knows? Um, <laughs> it's pretty safe. But all these things just go in your head. Now, if I do it day after day, it's, it's pretty comfortable. And the joy that you feel out there is you can just really connect with it. But then if you have the, the weekend off or something, that first swim back is, is the most challenging. But I think like anything, that persistence and, and the, the disciplined practice um, really helps you connect more frequently with that, that joy in the challenge. No, I, I, yeah, I love that. I love that analogy. And I, to me, that makes perfect so sense. So what, um, I've got some questions for you that we will go through. Um, and the first one is routines and rituals that you believe have helped your success. And I think the five minute journal probably is a great one. Is there anything else particularly that yep. you do daily? I, I, I don't do it daily. I wish I would, but I, I tried to have, uh, and engage in a meditation yeah. practice, uh, of some Is that sort like a mindfulness and practice or yeah yeah sometimes it's just you know trying to focus on my breathing other times it's i'll find a guided meditation that maybe i want to you know up my yeah. abundance game as opposed to being in my definite deficit mindset but i think one of what i've learned about meditation i used to just think meditation was this hippy dippy thing but as i've gotten into the science behind it what meditation does for us is it kind of breaks the rust off of our prevailing mindsets. And so if we want to shift our mindsets, it really helps to meditate because what it is is an it's an exercise for our brain to strengthen our ability to be present and aware mm, of ourselves. Yeah. And the more that we can do that, it empowers us to do a better job of looking at what we typically mm. look through. And, and so I think that that's something in, in combination – or something that I think is really helpful as a general way to improve our yeah, mindset. Yeah, 100%. And that's, again, a practice that I haven't been consistent with lately. I was very consistent when I was living in Japan, almost daily, morning and night, and, and it's just slipped as I've been back here. But it is so true. It really helps you uh, stay alert uh, to what's important and, and you know be more attentive to that information that you require. Um, what mm-hmm. advice would you give to your 20-year-old self? Uh, we talked about the four desires associated with the negative mindsets and the way that I kind of phrase those or lump them together is being in self-protection mode. Uh, I wish I could go back to my 20 year old self and explain the ideas behind being in self-protection mode and say, get out of self-protection mode and get into contribution mode. Uh, and if I could have done that sooner, I think my life would be, uh, further along than what it is. How do you define success? For me, success is helping and empowering others to live up to their innate great- greatness. And I just have felt for myself that I feel closer to my innate greatness by focusing on and improving my mindsets. And if I could help others do the same, then then to me, Why that's that success. Important? Good question. I think, I think it's a byproduct of the idea of being in this contribution mode that my life is more than just Mm. myself. And, and I want to be able to help other people. Well, I would say not have the frustrations that I've experienced in my life. Like I I've hit roadblocks. I've hit dead ends. I have been at a point where I felt like I was on this hamster wheel. I was just busting my tail off 
to try to reach my goals and mm-hmm. to the next level of success. And I just didn't feel like I was going anywhere. And what I now realize is my problem was not my effort. My problem was my mm-hmm. mindsets. And, and if I could help other people to realize that like I did, it would I, I, I would like to think it would spare them the pain and the frustration that I would. And how have. would that make you feel? Well, it's, it's just like I contributed, that I yeah. made a difference and, and that, that somebody's life was better because of maybe something I did yeah, or said. What can be said about that contribution piece? I like it. And have you got a, um, a, a tool or resource that you use to improve your overall effectiveness or productivity? I know you mentioned the, the planner. Yeah, I think that, yeah, the five-minute journal, the full-focus planner, um, other than that, that's to me, that, that is a lot for me because what I've learned is, is that tools are limited in their success based upon the mindsets that we have. And so I need tools that both improve my mindsets and improve my productivity. And that's to me what the five minute journal and the full focus planner okay, does. Excellent. If you were to be served your last meal, what would you request? Uh, I, my most favorite restaurant, and this is kind of random because we were, I was just driving through the city is in Nashville, Tennessee. And it's a, it's a restaurant called Monell's and you go in and it's just, you sit down at this massive table with a whole bunch of strangers and then they just bring out the food and you eat it and you, and it's just good old Southern cooking. So we had fried chicken, um, pickled fried green tomatoes, uh, just all this biscuits, like just classic Southern cooking. And it was so good. And you could eat as much of it as you wanted. That's probably, was that always, is that sort of always different? Is it just whatever's on the menu on the day? Yeah. So every day the menu changed, the fried chicken's always the same because that's what they're known for. But then one day, like the day we went was fried catfish. The next day was ribs. Yeah, nice. Um, and it's just kind of all you can eat. And so it, it's just a, a fun experience plus I great that food. Idea. That's cool. All yeah. right. Might be something for the, uh, the sunny coast here in Australia. Yeah. What, um, what activity gives you the greatest sense of joy? To me, I think it's when I'm I'm helping other people, like when I could see that the light bulb goes off for them or that I kind of walk them along the process in such a way that a light bulb came off, came on for them. And and that's what I know that we've done something to shift their paradigm and their mindsets. And, and when that happens, uh, some, the great thing about it, although they're, you know, it's a little bit scary is you can never go back. Once you've seen kind of the light, there's, you can never go back from that. And, and so that means that when I see that light bulb go off, that I made a lasting difference in that, that person's mm. life. And that, you know, that, that kind of, uh, gives me the kind of the feel goods, the, the idea that I've contributed to That's somebody nice. else. What book would you pass down to your children or or future generations, one book other than yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah other than mine, right? 
uh, one of the books that had an influence on on my book, and in particular the section on inward and outward mindsets, is a book called "The Bonds That Make Us Free," and it is uh, I, it is a life changing book, and I, I don't I think that. I would be shocked if somebody read it and said it wasn't life-changing yeah. because it drills down into the deepest level of ourselves and how we create positive relationships with others and often how we prevent those positive relationships from occurring. And because relationships are such an important part of our lives, uh, it, it, it will change your life because it'll change your relationships. So it's a very powerful I'll stick the book. links in the show notes, guys, at thehiddenwire.com, and I'll stick Ryan's book in there as well. So you can use the links to pick up a copy uh, and help support the show. Ryan, if you could uh, text, tweet um, a message or quote or phrase to everyone in the world, what would that be? It's, it would probably be success starts with your mindsets. And, and my, my hesitance to say that is while I think that that's true, I, I just don't think that people would appreciate it if I just said success starts with your mindsets. But when we understand that our mindsets are foundational to everything we do, it suggests that we should become mindset experts. Yeah. Like this is maybe the most important thing that we can learn. And of course I'm biased and, and, and this is my perspective, but I think science backs up that idea that mindsets are truly foundational to everything that we do. Yeah. And so I, I want people to understand. And we often that. look at sports stars as the great example of that. Like whilst we think they're just physically endowed and just geniuses behind the racket or whatever sports they play, mindsets is, is the biggest part to their success more than anything. Yeah, I, I think couldn't you, agree your more. tweet that you, you put out there, um, you need to have like a little link to your book so people can then delve into that a bit deeper. Yeah. <laughs> What does um, living life with passion and purpose mean to you? Um, to me, it's it's we've got it's having that promotion mindset. So we've got a destination and we've got a why behind it that's giving us a steadier, steady and an energetic focus towards moving towards our destination on a daily basis. So it, it's such that we are waking up in the morning excited for the day because we get to make some progress towards a, a bigger why or a big, this destination. Yeah, and do you think we all have a why, like a hidden why, or is it something that we go about creating? I, I'd be interested in, in your answer uh, to this. Uh, I'll, maybe I'll go first and, and you can answer whether or not, or, or you can sure. choose to answer if you want to. But I, I tend to think that our whys are something that are created as opposed to discovered that I, I think it is up to us to shape our future. And I think that's one of the, the blessings about living in our lives is, is we can do whatever we want. You know, there, there's certain things that maybe uh, we are currently more compatible with yep. than others, but I think uh, it's, it's surely up to us to determine what we want to create and what we want to do there. I, I don't think that there's anything out there that says you're meant to do this or you're meant to contribute in, in this way. I, I think we're the creators of our destiny, not people that find our destiny. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's, um, there's two parts to it, which you've probably explained quite, quite well. 
And I, I agree 100%. Um, there is no innate why. There is no innate purpose. We don't just wait for it and it comes to us and we're like, wow. Um, you have to create it. And then through that creation of purposes, um, which doesn't have to be one, it doesn't have to be one why or one purpose, you can have goals. And then through the, 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 the journey of those goals, you can find a deeper why, which is probably more the discovery of your why, if that makes sense. No, I love it. And I, I, I think you bring up a great point in the sense of I, I I see that some people get hung up on trying to find a why because they need they think that they need to find their hmm. ultimate why. And I think the point you bring up is the more we just need to select a why. And as we head towards that and with that energy, we will come to refine our whys and improve hmm. our whys. And, and so I, I don't think we should ever hesitate from moving until we feel like we have a sense of purpose we should start moving and we will develop that sense of purpose yeah, as we move yeah and i think the why you know it, it you may have a, a certain period where you think i've found it and then you sit there for a few years and then go actually this is not quite it um and then i look at my journey and it's been very um diverse and i still haven't found this this deeper why you know what i'm what i'm supposed to be doing here um and maybe i never will but certainly the journey is a much more enjoyable journey now than it ever has been because I keep going on that, that discovery through the creation of, you know, purposes and goals and things like that. Mate, it's been a a fantastic conversation. I've taken up um, more of your time as I uh, sort of promised at the start, but I think it's because I found it quite uh, interesting, the conversation. And I think it's a conversation that really, as, as we uh, listen to it, we can take notes and we can come back to those notes or come back and listen again and really you know, start to focus on these mindsets so we can create a, a higher level of success in our life, depending on what success is to the individual. Yeah, thank you so much for letting me be a part of your journey and then hopefully the journey of, of those who Mate, listen to this. there's a great website for you, Ryan Gottfritzen, Gottfritzen, uh, com. And the if you scroll down, guys, that mindset test, uh, mindset assessment, I should say, is um, yeah, just a little scroll down the page. I've seen the link there, so I might jump on there and do that myself. Uh, Ryan, any other ways people can reach out to you or any final words? Um, probably the next best way to reach out to me is connect with me on LinkedIn. Would love to do that. And really no final words. Other, I, I think we've kind of covered cool, it. Is, uh, that basic idea is success starts with your mindset. So let's cool, focus Thanks there. very much, guys. Check it all out at thehiddenwire.com. Thank you, Ryan, for coming on the show. And until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there. And also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. 
You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose. And in doing so, you will discover your hidden why. This is The Hidden Why. My name is Lee Martinuzzi. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon.